Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back here on The First Team. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by NFL draft analyst and Irish breakdown recruiting analyst, Ryan Roberts, as well as former NFL QB, Matt Sims, also founder of The Sims Complete QB. Today is our last show before the NFL draft kicks off. We are right around the corner. All of that is going to come crashing down on us before we can even react. So before things start to get crazy, we figured it's the great, perfect time to do a mock draft here on the show. This is the final first team mock draft 1.0, the only one that we've done on the show. We are only doing the top 15 picks here, just for time's sake, and also for the fact that there's three of us. (laughs) Top 15 picks going on, and on top of that, we are not doing trades for simplicity's sake. So (laughs) for everybody tuning in, this is going to be some fun. We're going to do Ryan's favorite activity, which is mock drafts, as he loves to have conversations about mock drafts with people, as we all know. Um, any thoughts on that, Ryan? Any, no, you're, you're complicit with I that. I love mock drafts. Yay! <laughs> so, Joe, I woke up so excited to do a mock draft today. Oh, I know man. you did. I just couldn't, I couldn't contain myself. I'm just ready for this, man. This is what I've been waiting for my entire <laughs> life. Let's do it. Matt, yeah. is this technically the first time you've done a mock draft? This will be my first mock draft. Oh. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so let's do it. Ryan, let's no ruining it. this experience for Matt. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, order in which <laughs> we're okay. going to be doing these picks. I'm going to go first. <laughs> Matt is going to follow me up at second. Ryan is going to go at third. And I'm going to kick us off here with the Carolina pick- Panthers picking at number one. Let's keep it simple. It's one that we've talked about on the show. I have conceded to Ryan's point of view on this. I believe that this is going to be Bryce Young. It seems like there has been every indicator under the sun at this point, way more evidence than what we had for C.J. Stroud, that Bryce Young will be the pick for the Carolina Panthers. So with that in mind, to just to add a little bit more context to this, the reason why they need to go Bryce Young, they have a little bit more of a settled roster than I think some people are willing to admit. They're in a really strong position to compete for the NFC South within the next two years. And if you're going to do that, you need a guy who is the most ready to play right now. Bryce Young gives them that opportunity. Not C.J. Stroud, not Will Levis, not Anthony Richardson. Don't overthink it if you're the Carolina Panthers. Take the guy that's going to help you win in the next two years. And this could be a Jaguars-type team that sneaks their way into the playoffs, maybe upset, upset somebody in the first round, and then can build off of that success in the future in later years. I know Ryan is happy that I took Bryce Young. Joe, I can't, I can't wait to clip the part that says, I concede to Ryan. He was right. I can't oh, wait to shut up. I can't <laughs> wait to cut that part. I mean, it, it's just, uh, I mean, Joe, I, I don't disagree with the analysis, though. I mean, I've been on the Bryce Young QB1 thing since the summer, and it hasn't changed, right? I mean, he is a player that I know we're going to hyper-focus on the size, and I get it. It's a talking point. It's a conversation piece that teams need to have and coaches need to have with the general managers and decision makers. But, I mean, just on the field, man, I think he's the best quarterback in this draft to just do. You know, the ability to win both in structure, out of structure. He's the face of your franchise moving forward if you're the Carolina Panthers. So, I I, I like the pick. I like your, your start here, Joseph. I like it. 
Number two, Houston Texans select Tyree Wilson, defensive end. Oh, okay. All right. Now I'm having fun with this. And I'll really, you know, I'm just, I'm just having fun here, guys. So I don't want, I don't care about the reports, the rumors, all that kind of stuff. D'Amico Ryan's defensive head coach success with just having depth and athletic at the defensive line in the interior part of that, that defense and being aggressive that way. I go with, the best pass rusher that they have available with Tyree Wilson, super athletic, uh, just makes game-changing plays routinely. And I see the Texans going with Tyree Wilson at number two. I think most people have it penciled in that it's going to be Will Anderson if it is not a quarterback. Okay. But it's a interesting conversation. And honestly, my bank account is very happy because I actually have a bet place that Tyree Wilson will be the mm. defensive player off the board. So that really <laughs> – very, very. But Ryan, if you were the GM of the Texans, would you take Will Anderson or would you take Tyree Wilson? I, I mean, if I, if I'm taking a pass rusher, I would take C, I would take Will Anderson personally. I still think I would take a quarterback though. I think I would. I think I would yeah. still take CJ. But if I'm taking a pass rusher, I would probably defer to Will Anderson. There's a reason why that that was brought up on the show though a while a few weeks ago. Ryan, you brought up the Tyree Wilson possibility for the second overall pick and him being that first defensive player selected. Yeah. That reasoning makes a ton of sense, and I completely agree with it. I think it's very likely at this point that that does happen, yes. and maybe it is the Texans who do it because of what happened with Trayvon Walker last year. There is, for some reason, seemingly this overemphasis on these big, strong guys that maybe they're, they're not the most productive and best overall pass rusher. NFL teams are going to fall in love with a guy like Tyree Wilson over a Will Anderson who maybe doesn't fit the physical thresholds that they look for an edge rusher. Well, well you, you have to look at it like this. If I am a, if I'm a coach, right? I'm a, I'm a developer of talent. If I had Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson just standing next to each other on the hoof, I would pick out Tyree Wilson every time, right? I mean, the guy is six six yeah. plus two hundred seventy five pounds and near thirty six inch arms. Like that's that's how you draw it up, man. That's how you draw it up. Now, I like Will Anderson's film a whole lot more than Tyree Wilson, but Tyree yeah. Wilson's upside and tools to work with is substantial. And that's the part of this evaluation process that we don't talk about enough. We're talking about professional coaches and developers, strength and conditioning coaches that look at these players and say, yeah, that kid might be better right now, but if you give me that 6'6", 275-pound guy with vines for arms and explosiveness, I can get the best out of him, right? Like I can make him right. Daniil Hunter. I can make him that next great pass rusher that maybe wasn't as productive as you wanted him to be in college, but the tools are outrageous. And when he gets better mm. coaching, sky's the limit. So I, de- I totally get the right. thought process because you look at him and say, how I draw up a NFL defensive end that can also reduce down and play some 4-4 four, four I at times and rush from the inside. It's what Tyree Wilson looks like, man. That's how you draw sure. it up in the NFL. All right. Now moving right. on to the third oh, overall thank pick. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. I appreciate you. You <laughs> wanted to select. I'm going to select Anderson. Will Anderson. Junior, the pass rusher, defensive end, outstanding rusher, however you want to kind of, you know, however you want to categorize him. I think he is about as easy of an eval as you can have in this class just because he, I mean, look, check boxes from the physical perspective. He's over six foot three, he's 250 plus pounds, 34 inch arms, ran four six flat. Like he, he checks all the boxes physically. 
And then you look what he was able to do from a production level perspective. I mean, he has seven sacks, 17, and then 10 this past year for Alabama. Guy had 34 sacks in three seasons playing in the against the best competition in college football. That stuff can't be undersold, right? Like that matters. Will Anderson is just such a clean prospect. He is. And there might even be a couple pass rushers. We just talked about it. That ceiling might be a bit higher if they hit. But the floor of a Will Anderson is what is so appealing to me. I know that kid is going to be a good player. I still think he has a ceiling that you look at and say he can still get even better because he's only 21 years old. He's only a third-year junior. I think we lose sight of that at times. And in in this situation, Joe, I mean, full transparency everybody out there. If we were doing trades – this would be the number one trade back option right here, right? The Arizona yeah. Cardinals, I look, if especially if the Houston Texans t- don't take a quarterback with the second pick, oh yeah, you're going to have CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis all on the board with the third overall selection. Someone's going to come up, whether it's the Indianapolis Colts jumping for 4 to 3, whether it's the Las Vegas Raiders coming up, whether it's the Detroit Lions even jumping up, whether it is the Tennessee Titans at 11 jumping up to number three. Mm. One of those teams is going to make that plunge. But in this circumstance, I'm going to take Will Anderson because I can't move. And two, I mean, there's a possibility that depending on how far back the Cardinals trade back, Will Anderson might still be their guy when they do select. So give me Will Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals. All right, that now places me at number four. And look, this if things shape out this way and maybe somebody can't trade up to that three spot to go and get their quarterback, or even if that's the case, with two quarterback options on the board for the Indianapolis Colts, which did not seem likely a couple weeks ago, man, this is a really hard decision to make because you got C.J. Stroud on the board who nobody wanted to go to his birthday party, apparently. (laughs) Uh, None of his teammates wanted to go to it. Now, ignoring the -the off-the-field concern stuff, they're – while he makes the most sense as the best available quarterback, I feel as though with a new offensive coordinator and a new head coach in Shane Steichen from the the Philadelphia Eagles that they're going to want to bring in a guy that fits what will work best for his scheme. And I know there's a lot of assumptions being made off of that he had Jalen Hurts. Does he go with someone who can do Jalen Hurts-esque things? I'm going to go off of that assumption, and I'm going to say that Anthony Richardson's the pick here uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Look, they love to get Jalen Hurts involved in the run game. A lot of read options type stuff. A lot of quarterback design runs because Jalen Hurts is a big, strong runner. We've all seen him deadlift. The guy's got massive legs. And Anthony Richardson has a lot of that same stuff, and some might argue is a better athlete than Jalen Hurts. Anthony Richardson can play early, and he can rely heavily on his legs, and that can help him get more acclimated to the speed of the game. So I think the Indianapolis Colts are a perfect destination for Anthony Richardson. Matt, I'm curious your thoughts on, on this uh, just from the quarterback perspective. Do you think this might be a good fit? This is one of those things that you you just mentioned as far as the the measurables are just so superior to everyone else in his field. I mean, let's face it. Anthony Richardson would have tested well in every other statistical category at the combine at any other position. It didn't matter. He would have been the top tier of any field. Defensive end, linebacker, corner, linebacker. I mean, the dude is an, is an absolute specimen of an athlete. His upside is tremendous. I think this is a coaching staff that if they truly believe in what they're doing, you know, they can say, we can bring this guy along. The difference is, though, that Jalen Hurts had a ton of experience in college, yeah. a ton of experience, and like pro-level college coaching, you know, uh, for multiple years. So that's where mm. 
the experience factor for Anthony Richardson is definitely an issue. And I think with the Colts, if they do draft Anthony Richardson at that position, you have to take your lumps, you have to take your punches, and you have to understand, too, that you're going to be teaching through failure more often than through success early on in that career because you just you have to, you know, kind of battle through some of those those issues of having a lack of experience at the position, but the raw talent is is undeniable. Well, I, I think, Matt, I think you coined it perfectly. For Anthony Richardson, he's a kid that needs to play, right? And to play, right. not only to be successful and to see what he can do on the football field, but more importantly, to see what he can't do on the football field, right? Like, what right. risk can he not take? What can he not get away with on the NFL level? Like, those things are all going to matter. So, Indianapolis... It, with a first-year head coach in Shane Steichen, I think they can afford to take this gamble, Joe, in my opinion, because you're not going to get fired if 2023 is not great. Because it probably won't right. be. Because you're going to have a rookie yeah. quarterback that is going to need to fail a lot to Matt's point, right? So I think that one makes a logical sense. Obviously, it's between C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, which way the Indianapolis Colts are going to go, because we know the Colts are going to go a quarterback here. Like, There's no doubt about it. Richardson's an a interesting one because first-year head coach, you're really gambling on the ceiling. And either that's going to make Shane Steichen one of the best young coaches in the NFL in the next couple of years, right. or it might cost him his first job. Like that, There's really no in-between down the line, but it's a risk that well, I think the- is worth taking. I do. Exactly. Matt, that puts you up back here at number five with the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. So team needs defensive end, interior defensive lineman. Is it seems like that's kind of like one of their focal points. Uh, is, am I right to say that, Ryan? With with yeah. that, yeah, yeah. I think see, so. I, see, I didn't ask you, Joe. I asked Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so, man. I think the other interesting conversation, though, Joe, is is Seattle in a position with Geno Smith on a pretty team friendly deal to maybe take the heir parents eventually. That's like the other conversation piece, but I don't disagree with you. Like those are the needs. for sure. Uh, I, I, and I know what you mean by that. I would say that they, they steer clear of that for now. Yeah. And if someone is there later on in the draft that fell for whatever reason, then they're saying, all right, let's do it. Let's, let's pick yeah. this guy up. Maybe, maybe a head and bulker on day two type of conversation. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So I, I see, I kind of went back and forth. I'm definitely going D-line for sure here with this pick. Um, and you could totally see how, if I was a GM, how I would value like players too, right? Because I'm always like very heavy in the interior and, yes. and, and fronts. Um, I know, Ryan. It's so predictable, right? You're a football guy, um, man. You're a football guy. You get it. You get it. <laughs> Dude, you know, uh, Lucas Van Ness comes to mind. Jalen Carter comes to mind. Kalaja, uh, Kalaja excuse me, Cansey comes to mind. I go with this pick. Jalen Carter, Georgia, Great pick. defensive tackle. I almost went with Cansey because they've been very successful in the past with the smaller defensive tackle type. I think of like a Michael Bennett type at that position and what made them so successful with the Legion of Boom. But I think Jalen Carter is just an unbelievable decision maker, a collapser of the pocket at an unbelievable rate. And I think the Seattle Seahawks are the type of organization that can – 
you know, make sure to, to bring him along as, as a young man in this NFL league and be a great just like role model and a responsible organization for all the off the field issues that you hear surrounding him. You know, them being able to reel that in and make him a true professional and, and a potential all pro here. Uh, so Jalen Carter, Seattle Seahawks. I mean, for my, for my money, if he is dialed in and he's has good support around him, he's the best player in this draft, in my opinion. Like, that's just kind of yeah, where right, I am with right. it. I mean, he's rare. I mean, Matt, honestly, I th- if you told me that this kid down the line is a Warren Sapp-like impact player, I would be like, yeah. yep, I get that, man. Like, I get, he's that talented. So to well, I almost did it at two with the Texans. I just yeah. thought the Texans would steer clear of a player like this, considering sure. their situation that they're in. Yeah, you know, man. they've gone through the Deshaun Watson process and all that stuff. It's like now they just they just want solid football players to kind of rebuild a little bit of just who they are. Yeah. And I thought they would skip over Jalen, even though to me, I feel like Jalen Carter really should be the number two pick to the Texans. All right, Ryan, Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. Man, Joe, I'm in such a weird spot here now, man. I did not expect CJ Shroud to be on the on the board with this pick at number six. And I mm. oh, man, I mean cornerback is the obvious need outside of you know maybe going the quarterback route here, right? I mean you just traded away Jeff Akuda. You have Emmanuel Mosley on a team-friendly one-year deal because he's coming off an injury. Like, quarterback is – I mean, cornerback is probably the biggest need on this roster because Jared Goff played mm. good football last year. This isn't a mm. need to draft a quarterback here. But – Oh, no. <laughs> but I had no I, – I, I just didn't think C.J. Stroud was going to be here at pick six. I just didn't. And in this world where I am a believer that Jared Goff is a uh, good football player, but there is a cap on how good he can be, I'm going to take a player that wins in a similar way but has a higher ceiling. I'm going to do it. So give me C.J. Stroud as the next guy for Jared Goff wow. to groom a little bit. Oh, still only 21 years old. Again, just didn't think wow. he'd be on the board, man. I didn't think I would have to make this decision. But the, the okay. value of CJ at six is just too much for me. Give me CJ Stroud. Congrats. You, did you, pick, you picked Bo he, Callahan. Congratulations. Did it. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, this this pick makes sense. And Detroit Lions fans have been some of the angriest people I've ever seen this cycle I for about reactions. That. I think they'll be happy about that. I think they will. I would hope so. They but they get mad over just looking at the air is for some reason <laughs> their energy this offseason. I don't hate this because – Yes, Jared Goff has been great, and he has been way better than I think a lot of people thought he was going to be last season. But the reality here at this pick is Stroud fell, and this is actually really possible. Like This is really likely that Stroud might slide a couple of picks based on that rumor that Schefter put out that we're not going to get the quarterbacks to go as early as we anticipated. So if that does happen, I mean, heck, I would argue that either the Seahawks or the Lions could take a quarterback if they feel so inclined to do so. You know what I think is the most likely scenario is that if CJ Stroud falls to pick five, I think that that's another trade back candidate where someone says, Seattle, I want to get up in front of Detroit. and I want to draft my quarterback. I want to make that happen. Mm. Cause then you hit, cause you're about to hit a little bit of a run here of Las Vegas could be in the quarterback conversation. Atlanta could potentially be in the quarterback conversation. You're going to get to yeah. 11 with the Tennessee Titans that could be in the quarterback conversation. Like, there's a couple of quarterback needy teams coming up yeah. here, even if they've, 
even if the Atlanta Falcons have tried to convince themselves that they're not a quarterback needy team, they, they are, they still are. But I, I think yeah. that that number five pick might be up for up for uh, the markets there, Joe, if, uh, if he does fall to five. But he didn't. He's so, over six. Speaking of the Raiders yes. maybe needing a quarterback, McDaniels is pissed right now because <laughs> I don't think that Will Levis makes sense. Will Levis is on the board, man. He fits the, he fits the, I, he fits the type. He fits the type. Uh, uh, no, I don't think that that's a Raiders pick, man. I think that that would be a recipe for disaster. I hope that this is not Will Levis. So for that in mind, if they missed out on C.J. Stroud, <laughs> they need to bolster their O-line. They, they need mm-hmm. offensive line help. I'm not the biggest fan of the way that their offensive line has played as of late. And while they wanted to get young at quarterback, the next best thing, in my opinion, for a bad roster is instead of hitting reset at quarterback because you can't because you don't like the options, you start to rebuild that offensive line for when you eventually get that new young quarterback. I think that the best direction to go here is Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. I know that it's very <laughs> consistent. It's very oh consistent to go with Paris Johnson in this spot. But my reasoning for North for Peter Skaronsky is that he can play guard or he can play tackle, depending on where you need him most. Oh a lot of people God. said this about Rashawn Slater, and he's been a fantastic tackle. So I stick behind this pick. I like Skaronsky, man. I like Skaronsky. <laughs> no. No, I like Skaronsky too. I'm just like, if I'm some of these other teams, like the Bears, I'm like, I'm so happy, you know? Like, I'm just pumped because, like, the Titans, like, I'm pumped. I'm like, all right, great. You can have him. We we already still have the <laughs> other guys that we want on the board at this time, and that's what's so exciting. So, for me, I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Um, all right, who's up next? You're you're up next on the board, Ed. Oh, I'm up next. Right okay, cool, me. cool. Hence the reaction. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so next up, uh, with the Falcons pick, uh, team needs, I would think, are really kind of more defensive end, corner, safety position. Yep. Um, in, in this situation right here, I am going with the best corner available, Devin Witherspoon Good. of Illinois. Good. Devin Witherspoon of Illinois. I just I think dude is uh, I think dude's a difference maker. I think he's an absolute baller. I think he's tough. He fits just the Arthur Smith vibe down there uh, of just being super aggressive and and just bringing an attitude to that defense, which I think is uh, is definitely needed. I had I did a big board recently, Matt's for a thing that we're doing. What I'm doing with Joe, I had Devin Witherspoon as a top five player in this class. Man, I love Devin Witherspoon, brother. Love him. He's something, man. He, he's so something. Good. He's so weird because his body type tells you one story and then his play style tells you a completely different one, man. You're like, this kid will hit you in the mouth and will keep doing it and keep doing it. He's sticky in coverage. But, man, his ability and run support and blowing up screens is some of the best I've ever seen on film. He is a yeah. dang good football player. So I'm, And I'm curious yeah. to see if he is someone that like eventually becomes an outstanding blitzer. You yeah. know, in situations where you're yeah. in those those nickel and dime sets and you're playing zone and you do certain fire zones. And, and I feel like just with his attitude, I would love for him to get after the quarterback. Right. Because I feel like he's he's got that tenacity to run in there and just it, it just get dirty, you know, with, with all the yeah. big guys. So that's where I, I think there's a lot of flexibility with him at that position. And, and the, the great flexibility, too, I believe, is that. You already have AJ Terrell, who's one of the best corners in the NFL, right? Like you make him your true bigger boundary type corner. You let this guy play yeah. the field outside, but also sometimes in the nickel, and you utilize that ability to work, yeah. you know, down work 
as an alley runner and to be able to do those types right. of things as a blitzer, like, yeah, man, I think he's a moving chess piece. I, I think he's a Jair Alexander-esque type of player that can play outside, Ooh, I like that. can play inside, yeah. super twitchy, but a, just a phenomenal run defender, man, which For gives sure. me that nickel outside versatility that I love a lot. Definitely All right, agree. up here at number nine, yep, Ryan Roberts. Yes, man. Chicago Bears. Easy, easy pick, Joe. I'm not going to overthink this, man. They need offensive line. Paris Johnson Jr. is on the board. I'm going to make Boom. Pick. All right, all right, all right. It's, it's very simple, man. They have a massive need at right tackle. They have a massive need at guards, and they might have a massive need at left tackle at some point too, depending on what they think of Braxton Jones, at their sixth-round rookie from last year. I'm going to get a guy – that for, can for sure play either tackle spot and also spend a year starting at guard at Ohio State as well. So you want to talk about the mantra mm. of getting your best five on the field? Paris Johnson Jr. can help you solidify that and can help make that a reality. I really think that he can just fit in one of those spots with the Chicago Bears. You protect your biggest asset right now in Justin Fields, who's coming off of a season as a sophomore that was very promising, showed a lot of flashes. Let's continue to protect him, continue to get the support around him. Mm. You got a wide receiver, obviously, and DJ Moore in the trade, so you upgraded that yeah. position a little bit. Let's upgrade the offensive line. Paris Johnson Jr., I think, is a really solid pick there. Yeah, I, I think like that it. this pick's probably going to be the biggest lock to take an offensive lineman if it is Skaronsky or if it's Paris Johnson on the board. I, I, they're going to take either one of them. Maybe it's Broderick Jones or one of those other guys, but no, to that point, I absolutely think that that is – uh, almost a lock to be an offensive lineman. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles are one of the biggest question marks for what they're going to do. And I, I was, I've always toyed with the thought of giving them B. John Robinson in this point, but we had Daniel Jeremiah on last week, and it's kind of dug into my ear a point that he made that he previously was a member of that front office. And as much as it makes sense and he would do it, he does not think that they are a front office that is willing to spend this high of a pick on a running back. So how he's not going to do that. How he's not going to take a running back at 10. He's not going to. Exactly my point. So my two then positions of need is, do we go defensive line? They're sad that they missed out on Jalen Carter. Do we go corner? I don't think Christian Gonzalez totally fits in with the way that the roster is currently structured because they've got multiple outside guys. And I don't know if I want Christian Gonzalez playing on the inside. So let's go with the defensive tackle. Let's, Sure up that interior unit that has been really, really strong, that is aging. And I think that Brian Brzee, if I could mm. find him, I almost took Miles Murphy. Brian Brzee there <laughs> from Clemson. Look, I have been one of those guys that has been high on Brian Brzee. I don't understand the lack of support for him. The guy's a former five-star recruit. He's a really strong kid. Great yeah. athlete, as we saw at the NFL Combine takes up space, and also can get after the passer a little bit. So move him around, be creative. He's like a step down from Jalen Carter, not the same type of a prospect, but still a really good football player. And you're at the luxury of just drafting a good football player instead of maybe trying to reach for a need like some of these other teams are going to do. Yeah, I mean, is he a step down from Jalen Carter or does Jalen Carter just have the potential to be just like one of those right. all pro guys like Ryan said, yeah. you know, and it's just like, so it, it's kind of hard to to compare that way, but I love that pick. I think it's a really good one. And it's a very right, Howie pick, right? I mean, it, you're, yeah. you signed yeah. Fletcher Cox to a one-year deal. He's about to be out on his way out. You have Jordan Davis. Getting a guy like a Brian Brissett that can push the pocket and be a little bit more of that one-gap penetrating style to pair with a 340 pounds Jordan Davis that knows makes a lot of sense. It really does. I mean, moving forward, mm-hmm. well, 
I, that's why I thought you were going to go Kalijah Cansey with that because of that. He would have had a stroke. Ryan would have had, had, had a stroke, stroke if I took Kalijah Cansey right yeah, now. A little early for me. No, no <laughs> I, I mean I get it, but you know, you just you still can't deny the the power that this I dude agree. plays with. So like, I get that he doesn't fit the exact measurables, right? That you look for at that position, but. Just given the rest of the talent at the defensive line, right, for the Philadelphia Eagles, I feel like he would be a very interesting pick to add into that. (sighs) Tennessee Titans select Hendon Hooker. No. Oh, Oh, there it is. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go, baby. Tennessee to Tennessee. It's only a two-hour drive from Knoxville to Nashville. Let's do it. All right. Hendon uh, Hooker. Listen, you don't have to play right away. Let Ryan Hale, Ryan Tannehill do his thing, all right? But you are the next guy in waiting, and we know it. We we missed it with Malik Willis, but we know this guy has experience, has played in a good system, executes that system extremely well, and I believe that he is versatile enough to transition into an NFL offense, play-action pass, doing all that stuff that I think Vrabel and them want to do. I love Hendon Hooker. Sneak him in there with the Titans. Let's go. Rocky Top. All right. Honestly, I like this, by the way. Ryan, you actually comped Hendon Hooker to Ryan Tannehill. I did. On the show that we just did. I did. I did. I, I, think, I think the parallels make a lot of sense. You have a heavy run game outlook in Tennessee. <laughs> You're kind of a ver- vertical stretch type of stuff. And Hendon Hooker has one of the best deep balls and one of the best abilities to push the ball vertically in this class. So I, I don't yeah. hate the fit. I think some people have an issue with where the fit happened, but I don't hate the fit. I yeah. really don't hate it. Yeah. I, I, that was the most juice I've ever had on a, a mock draft, by the way, that you just brought. Matt, that is absolutely going to be the clip for social, by wasn't the way. wasn't expecting it, man. I was um, not expecting that one. <laughs> Honestly, my other pick for that was another Tennessee guy, Darnell Wright. I feel but, like Darnell Wright is somebody that, uh, again, like a Vrabel would really appreciate. You know, he just – tough, gritty football player, you know, road grader, you know, and I don't know. I just, I feel like, yeah, why you laugh, Ryan? Why? Why? Oh, no, I'm just, I got two just, Tennessee I'm guys just, staying in the state. I, I just saw Will Levis on the board. I was like, Vrabel would love Will Levis probably too, for being honest. But. <laughs> I, no, you know what? No, I don't think that he would. No. I don't think that he would. I don't think that he likes that, like, I don't know. I don't think he values it like that. Uh, the QB position to be that way. I don't know. Gotcha. I think Will Levis might be a little bit uh, too much for him. A little too much. Too much yeah. of a meathead. It's more of a. But Dan this, come on, this has to kind, be. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, this, this I, has I, to be the Texans pick, though, right, Ryan? Like they, they fell into their lap that no. they don't even need to do anything. You, no. you don't think so? I mean, I mean, in, right. in reality, pro- in reality, it would probably would be. But I'm making my own pick, Joe. So I'm going cornerback okay. Christian Gonzalez here. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because Christian Gonzalez is a better football player, and I'm taking the better football player because your roster isn't very good. So there we go. I'm not a Will Levis guy. If he was there in the second round, we can start having the conversation for me personally. I'm just not a big Will Levis guy. Just not. Uh, And really, honestly, I could see the Texans double dipping in defense. I Mm. really could. Yeah, I I absolutely could. It's a bad roster, man. It's just not a good roster right now. We're about to have Will Levis fall out of the top. Top fifteen, which is we are. really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any of these teams realistically. I mean, taking this stuff happens, New England, so. this it does. New England, all of us, all of us mock people. You know, it's like this stuff is real. This really does happen. New and England. All of a sudden, 
New England. Yeah, we'll see. New England. All right, so, wait, uh, Joe, you're, you're up with the Jets, Joe. I am up here with the New York Jets at the 13th overall pick. And I would like to go receiver here, but I think that receiver is too early for the 13th pick just for my taste. I think it's possible and it's there's a chance this happens on draft night, but I, I'm not in love with any of these guys to take them that early. We know that Rob Sala is a defensive-minded guy. There's some really good defensive talent currently on the board. I'm going to scoop up Lucas Van Ness to play along Ooh. that defensive line. He had Nick Bosa at one point in San Francisco. I'm not saying that Lucas Van Ness is Nick Bosa, but you got another big, strong, raw defensive end that could work in and develop with the rest of those guys. That defensive line was great last year. I think they get even better if you throw Lucas Van Ness into the mix. Matt, up here, we've got two more picks to wrap us up. What do you got with I the think, New England I think Patriots? they just go O-line with that pick. But yes. Yeah, I, I don't mind it either. Uh, Patriots. I'll go DJ Turner. Wow. DJ Turner. Cor- corner. Michigan. I don't. I really that don't even know why. That actually feels like a Patriots I, pick. That actually feels totally like a Patriots, Patriots kind of well, player. <laughs> kind of, because it's just like, I don't really know what to think really about the – like, there is no rhyme or reason to what they do. Or, no, you know, or at least I don't know enough about it. You know, I, I thought about Jartavius Martin maybe from Illinois, the safety, you know, especially too with just McCourty retiring recently. Uh, replacing that void. So I, I really don't know other than that. I just think it's defensive secondary. The, and they would totally draft just a really fast DB. They would totally do that. That is such I don't a know. Belichick decision. They, the, 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 I don't know. The, Patri- it, the Patriots and the, and the Seattle Seahawks are always the hardest teams to pick for because they're so unconventional with how they do things. So yeah. I almost went Deontay Banks. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. All right, Ryan, wrap us know. up here. Michael yeah. Mayer. Green Bay, Michael Mayer, tight ends. <laughs> wow. You just made Joe's day. <laughs> All I right. Did. Quick thoughts before we transition to hearing from our guest on today's show. I, I think Michael Mayer is a top 10 player in this draft, regardless of positional value. And I think that the Green Bay Packers right now only have one tight end under contract in Josiah DeGuara. They also have a first-year starting quarterback in Jordan Love that is most likely going to be in the conversation. So, What's a quarterback's best friend? A middle-of-the-field target that is a really good player through contact or working through tight windows. And I think that Michael Mayer just has that baseline of being a good inline player, being able to flex out, big red zone threat. I just think he helps a young quarterback out in so mm. many different ways. Mm. Yeah, I think Michael Mayer's on the board. This this one's got to be a lock. They, they need a tight end. Don't they say lock. Juice. Don't say lock. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a great way to wrap us up here. It Top is, 15, let us know at Joe DeLeon, at Sims <laughs> Complete QB, at Rising Draft. In all seriousness, what would you have done differently? We'd like to hear some feedback from our listeners. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.